Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 68. Hey everyone, I hope you are doing okay. Me, if you listened to last week's episode of the podcast, you'll know that I am still trying to find a way home this year, even if it's only for a month to six weeks, please. But so far, even if I could leave the country, the two weeks quarantine at either side of the borders, which is what I will have to go through if I insist on travelling, looks like no fun at all to me. So as I said last week, it looks like I will be here in the UK for the foreseeable. And that being the case, I'm going to press on with the launch of my Start Your New Business Workbook and Planner, which is almost hot off the press and I will be launching very soon. What I want you to do is to start looking out for some of the adverts and the links that will be coming out because I can barely contain myself. I have so many exciting things which I'm going to be doing to support that book. Now, As I get ready to move into launch mode, I want to encourage you to also move into your own launch mode. You see, me, I'm already determined to snatch the life out of this coronavirus year with a victory for self-determination and my intention to make progress this year. And I want to encourage you to do the same. I never thought I would see the day where I would be forced to spend a whole year almost in the West and not be home in Africa. But here I am and I am determined to make that experience a learning one and a positive one. And I want you to do the same. And to do that, I want to encourage you to give yourself the permission to be free and true to yourself. This coronavirus year has done more than anything I can remember in the last decade to frighten people into staying put, to convince people that now is the time to not start something new, but instead to push people into consolidating what you have and to bunker down and wait for the coronavirus war to be over and to convince you that it's not safe to be anywhere else but in the West. Because if we do get ill, or if we do need some kind of financial support, it's better to be in the West where we can get this help, rather than be stranded in our home countries. But what I've discovered is that whilst the general population is being given one set of information, which we, African descent communities, are following more than most. There are others who are living their lives large with their businesses and who have made a killing out of this pandemic. 
Some of the top earning businesses during the pandemic have been businesses supplying equipment that people can use at home because they haven't been able, for example, to go to their normal gym workouts or their normal office routines. For example, home gym equipment is all the new rage and people have created whole new fitness models based on online webinar group fitness regimes, which had previously never been thought of because, well, people didn't have to think about changing the way they did things. Then there's the rage in video calling and conferencing platforms. Think about Zoom, for example. Zoom has seen a 50% increase in its daily users since the lockdown started moving to about 300 million people per day, engaging in meetings, pushing its sale price up by over 50% in 2020 alone. Zoom definitely isn't burying its head in the coronavirus sand. Other companies like Microsoft and Google have pivoted their offerings into the online meeting market to try and cash in on the boom because they see the potential for snatching some kind of positive end to what has been a difficult or different trading year for everybody. Or what about the boom in home and gardening improvements? When it comes to the extra money spent on garden and home improvements, I must be one of the rare folk because I've spent less than £10 on my garden during lockdown and it shows I've got to get out there and do something about it. But it's simply because I haven't had the time to do any of that. But that hasn't been the case for most people. With home and gardening improvement shops and services seeing a huge surge in demand for their products as more people have been focused on spending time at home and spending time outdoors to try and take the heat out of the demands of living in each other's spaces for record amounts of time. And finally, I never have seen the amount of baking that has been going on. Those of you who listened to the earlier episodes of the podcast will remember the vegan baking experience, which was a dummy company that I recently set up and that I use to demonstrate to you how to do certain things on your social media pages. Well, I can't tell you the number of African descent baking businesses that I have seen during this lockdown. It has been amazing. I never knew that our people had pivoted to now be able to offer some of the best quality cakes that I have ever seen. It's been amazing. And there are more businesses that have reinvented their purpose for being in business by pivoting or spinning around to face a different direction to meet the demands of the COVID situation. And I guess that's what I really want to get to in this week's episode. Over the last month, I've been speaking to lots of people who are not emotionally there 
in some of these happy places that I've just discussed and they don't feel that they can get there. And so this week, I want to speak to you. I want to speak to those people who are not feeling that this whole coronavirus thing has been a positive experience for you. And I want you to think about what it would take to give yourself the gift of emotional freedom and positive thinking. To give yourself the gift of being able to break free from what you have been conditioned into accepting or putting up with to the extent that you have now locked down your own joy. Now, this isn't just about breaking free from your day job, from being tied to that nine to five you hate, or from being imprisoned into a regime or a routine that sucks the very life out of you. Nah, this is about breaking free from the things we keep hidden whilst we wear the mask of fake acceptance or just downright fear. Coronavirus has served to take away that spirit of excitement that we began the year with and which has now been replaced with worry. And the sad truth is that you are less likely to think about making key changes to your life that involve you taking risks than you were at the start of the year because the enthusiasm from the start of the year has been replaced with worry. And what we can be sure of is that people are experiencing more than just everyday bad feelings right now. Some of that worry is real. People have lost jobs and loved ones and are feeling devastation. And the pandemic has brought you to a particularly rough patch in your life and has put you in a position where changing anything major is the last thing you feel like doing. But I want you to leave this episode of the podcast having a change of heart and a change of mind because I want you to see that there is an opportunity here to turn off the benefits of negative emotions and experiences that you may be feeling and instead use them for personal improvement by trying to push those negative emotions and experiences away so that you can make space to give yourself the gift of joy. Now, you know that in previous episodes, namely episodes 10, 11, 36 and 46, to name a few, you'll know that I have focused on the fact that negative emotions can also make us more effective in our day-to-day activities if we look at those negative emotions in the right way. Psychologists have often argued that sadness and even depression can make you better at assessing the realities of your situation because you are less likely to flatter yourself or gloss over negative truths. Psychologists often say that sadness can even make you more productive at work by sharpening your focus and helping you to learn from your mistakes because you tend to move in a more introverted way 
And whilst you might not be singing from the rooftops to all who must listen to you, you are going to be a deeper thinker about what's wrong with your life. And that makes you more likely to calculate your risks and spread them out in a way that doesn't expose you to too much. And if we take a step back and look at this, we know this to be true. After everything that has happened to us as a people, we are still here and we are some of the most reflective people on the planet, spending lots and lots of time weighing up situations in a should I, shouldn't I kind of way. And whilst I wholeheartedly accept that this weighing up has got us to where we are today, I am also a firm believer that we are all here to take our lives and the lives of those yet to come, to take those lives to the next level of our responsibilities to build for our eternity. And to do that, we have to step out of our shelters and silos and start to weigh up the risks of taking things to our true purpose and mission. Then we have to accept that to get to our best lives, we have to be prepared to expose ourselves to the risks and often the realities of discomfort, conflict and loss. Because as you well know, sometimes we have to let things go and we have to let people go so that we can get to those best lives. Because people in particular can be intent on holding us back because of their own fears of having to change or because of their fears of being left behind. So when we have to leave certain aspects of our lives or people behind, this means that there will be sadness, fear, anger and disgust at some of the loss we experience and some of the changes that we have to make to our lives. But if we don't make those changes, we will be weaker and poorer for not doing this. When we are struggling with our feelings, don't forget that this struggle is a form of training. When we struggle, what we are really doing is training ourselves to go beyond what we expect of ourselves. We're training ourselves to be resilient emotionally and practically. And what that means is training up and strengthening our emotional muscles so we can give ourselves the gift of joy. It's a bit like understanding that if we want to build physical muscles, we have to carry heavier loads so that we can train our bodies to be able to carry those loads and lift them above our heads. Well, Building emotional muscles is done in the same way. If you want to be able to manage your emotions in a strength-based way and in a more productive way so that your emotional strength works for you and doesn't scare you into accepting the status quo that is not in your best interest, then you have to train your emotions to be able to do this. Research suggests that every day, wait for it, we have at least 70,000 thoughts. 
70,000 thoughts. That's 70,000 opportunities to tear ourselves down, which we often do. But it's also 70,000 opportunities to build ourselves up and to start putting muscles on our emotions. So to move yourself into the launch mode that I'm getting into and to start thinking about how you can pivot to make new opportunities or turn your current fortunes around, you first have to focus on the positives of thinking in a problem-solving way rather than just rehashing the same pain, the same problems and reliving the fear uncertainty, loss, anger or distress that the remembering of these problems always cause for you. That right there leaves you stuck. And when you're stuck, you can't grow. Next, you have to stop beating yourself up emotionally and stop dragging yourself down, even when you make mistakes. No one ever gets everything right all of the time. And any mistakes that you've made during this coronavirus period are not the mistakes that will define you. You're not going to get everything right all of the time. So instead of beating yourself up, give yourself the gift of the same advice you would give to your best friend or your closest ally. You remember those situations, right? Where your friend has come and cried on your shoulder and you've given them the benefit of your wisdom and your thinking and they've left your home or they've put down that phone shining and smiling and flying. Well, I want you to use the same compassion you give to that friend and give that to yourself. When you see how your loving and understanding words have helped to uplift that person, this should be the very least that you should want for yourself and which you should give to yourself. You should want to make yourself feel uplifted and feel happy and inspired to move forward in the same way that you left your friend when you picked that person up off the floor. Uplifting yourself is one of the best things you can do to create a healthy mindset. And a healthy mindset is one of the best things you can do to add muscles, meaning strength, to your emotion. Because in creating that healthy mindset, you're having those positive conversations with yourself. And finally, you should always and regularly practice gratitude. I am a great believer in the power of doing this and in my new book I've included daily sections that enable you to make this practice part of your everyday experience because what grateful people generally tend to be happier people because grateful people generally have regular boosts to their emotional well-being. So the practice of gratitude to me is like daily medicine for the emotions. And we all know the power of putting the right herbal medicines into our bodies. But remember, 
If you are grateful for your life, then you have to be grateful for all of it. Good, bad and indifferent. You can't pick and choose what you are grateful for. I am a great believer in feeling that everything you do has got you to today's point and made you the person you are today, ripe for change. So be grateful for all of your life and for everything you have experienced in your life. Because in that everything, there is learning for every aspect of your life, whether you know that today or not. And in that learning will be all of the tools that you need to give yourself the gift of joy. In ending, I want you to feel that this year has been one of the best years ever because you are now looking in the right places for that joy. And those places are places of personal growth and are new openings to the opportunities you have discovered that you have within yourself. I want you to see that the power you should feel in knowing that you are enough is what you will use to get you onto that new launch pad as you get ready to claim your space and book your place to launch your thing. As I get ready to launch my new workbook and planner, I am going to be in that space with you. Let's meet there and let's work together to put the world on notice that we intend to bring our best selves to the table so that we can give ourselves the gift of joy. We're here to claim our best lives, so make way. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha, and for this week, I am out. Thank you.